You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on RBMA Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick. I'm here today with a recording artist from my record label, Leisure Muffin. You're listening to In Wearable Hurts from his single, which came out in January 2014. It's a smash hit for us. And uh, the man himself will be joining us with a live set in about half an hour. In the meantime, I'm going to play you a few tracks. So enjoy. Again, this is The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Uh, that This track you're hearing now is Listazi Deloro on Macro, relatively new, and we start off the show with Leisure Muffin's In Wearable Hurts from The Bunker New York, and Leisure Muffin is here in the studio. He's all set up. He's going to be joining us quite soon with a live set. A um, couple announcements about upcoming Bunker activities. We have a few parties in New York. We're doing uh, the Bunker Limited New Year's Eve at Trans Picos with LA4A Patrick Russell, uh, myself, Nahal Ramchandani, and Ken Meyer. And then on January 9th at Good Room, we're celebrating the Bunker 13-year anniversary with an infrastructure New York lineup, which is Function, Postscriptum, and Inland. And in the bad room will be Carlos Sufrant and the Bunker resident DJs Mike Servito and Brian Kasanick working on uh, getting Function to join us here on RBMA Radio for that show. And uh, for European listeners, coming up in February, we've just confirmed some dates for the Bunker in Europe, including February 5th at Concrete Paris, February 6th at Berghain Berlin, and February 12th at Pickle Factory in London, and like more info and lineups and everything on those coming up soon. Right now, this is Crate uh, Cano with False Water of uh, an EP on Happy Skull. I'm going to play a few more tracks, and then around 4.30 and 10, 15 minutes or so, Leisure Muffin's going to join us with a live set, so stay tuned for that. This is The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and we are about to go into a set from Leisure Muffin live set. Um, the track you just heard, is the artist's name is Atlas Zoplicone. It's from our friends at Mr. Saturday Night, I think, I think, believe the latest release on their label. So as I said, coming up now is Leisure Muffin playing live on The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Uh, Leisure Muffin there just finishing up his live set. He's been on for about the past hour. And now we're listening to some Aphex Twin. Uh, we're going to do a short interview with Leisure Muffin, or maybe a long interview. Depends on... <laughs> Depends on the interview subject. Uh, <laughs> so we always start off the interview, I guess, with because uh, we have so many gear nerds who listen here. Can you tell us a little about the setup that you're you just performed the set on? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I have like uh, about six U of Eurorack synths, um, uh, and then uh, like all going into like an iPad running like a four dollar app. Which is kind of hilarious, um, but then I also have like a, a cute little spring reverb with the uh, KNS ones, and uh, a little you know MIDI controller that I use to control the four dollar iPad app. I mean, you keep mentioning the four dollar <laughs> iPad app, but I don't think I really saw you touching the iPad very much. What does it well, do? Well, it, it's it's called a Loopy HD, and all it does is just like loop. So it's like uh, you can record a little bit of your stream of audio and then overdub on it right away. Just a looping app. But um, it's really cool that kind of with this super cheap app, you can do so much. I mean, it's really simple what it does. It doesn't do very much, but it uh, it does it effectively. And I think it sounds pretty good. So Right. Is that, um, well, I guess, how big of a role did improvisation play in the set we just heard? Oh, that was all, like, I had nothing when I came in here. Just blank, you know, like, here's my synthesizer, here's my dumb looper, and, uh, oh, wow, and it just crashed right now. That's that's pretty awesome. Look. <laughs> right, set, finished, <laughs> crashed. Uh, so that's, that's good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I show up with nothing and then just go for it. So, you know, I think that a lot of people don't understand that I'm doing that a lot of the time. And maybe think that I'm just like kind of bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I would think the majority. I don't. I mean, a lot of people who are playing live electronic music are definitely, and playing in dance music clubs are not. Improvisation is likely not playing a huge role in what they're doing. Yeah, um, you know, I for the longest time um, played using sequences that I already had written, and then I would kind of like. I'd have all these sequences and I'd kind of juggle them and I could do different arrangements, but I was always stuck with these kind of little bits and pieces that I had written previously. And that's just not very much fun for me. So I decided I'm not doing that anymore. And the first time I really attempted that in like a um, setting where it actually mattered was when we went to Japan, um, I had nothing prepared, like when we showed up, like nothing. Right, but this set was completely different than the sets I heard. And for those of you who don't know, Leisure Muffin and myself did a little bunker New York tour of Japan this September where we did a set. We did sets in Air Tokyo and uh, Circus, was yeah, it? Club yeah, in Osaka? Yeah, that was what it was called. But those, I mean, those sets were completely different from what we just heard. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I was trying to do like, you know, dance floor stuff for that. But but similarly, I had nothing written when I showed up, so right. Yeah. 
And uh, at what age did you start, uh, I don't know, making electronic music and performing electronic music live? Because I know, I, I mean, I know I saw you playing electronic music at, it seems like you were pretty young at the time. Yeah. Um, it seems like a whole lifetime ago, right? I mean... The barn. The barn, yeah. That would have been like... Maybe like 95 or 96. I know 96 was the first like real show that I played when I played with Charles at uh, uh, St. Mary's Cathedral in, in Philly. Right. So, And that's Charles Cohen, for those of you who don't know, and Charles, legendary electronic music performer who played... I mean, I think you and Charles actually... Actually, I know that you and Charles played at Tonic before at something I curated before I was even doing I don't remember exactly how this happened but I know one of the first shows that I officially curated was at Tonic it was a midnight show with you and Charles yeah that was a great show <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that one um, yeah and you know thanks for like booking me <laughs> uh, for like I mean, how 20 far, years or yeah, something <laughs> how far we've come in 20 years i mean you Ooh. were you were you were an unknown then and now oh i mean megastar yeah. megastar um well i mean uh I, I am so you know honored to have anything to do with the bunker because you guys really have you've really come like a long way i'm still kind of like toiling away in like my room torturing synthesizers but right there yeah. were some sounds in that set that sounded pretty similar to animals being tortured yes yes that's um that's one of my uh, special themes really. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep 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 <laughs> so as the undisputed king of the meepy floop genre oh yeah can you explain to our listeners exactly what the meepy floop genre is well you take basically your meeps and you put them over here uh, you know in your arrangement i'm making a hand gesture obviously you can't see that in the radio but uh and then you put your floops over here and you kind of make, you know, you, you have to really have it blended right to to do true meepy floop. Um, but uh, w when it all works out and it's meeping and it's flooping, then then you know it's meepy floop. That pretty much explains it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's still the the meepy floop tag at the Princeton Record Exchange, right. which is where I met you. Probably, I'm guessing around '96, '97. Yes. Yeah. So how you've you've worked in a lot of record stores mm -hmm. over the years, and how I mean, how if even if it has, how would you say that's like affected your process and the music you make over the years being around records and record stores and re and record store employees who are yeah you know, interesting <clears throat> interesting cats. I, I don't know how much it's affected my process of making music, but it's definitely made me like a worse person. Like I'm a terrible person. And I'm going to blame a lot of that on record stores. So, you know, um, if you don't know this for you listening at home, um, every record store is owned by a crazy person. This is actually true. There is no record store that's owned by like a normal human being that you'd want to really interact with. They're all crazy. Mm, what about Amoeba? Who owns Amoeba? Um, actually, okay, well, <laughs> they might actually be okay. They, but do you know the story of Amoeba? Amoeba was formed by disgruntled ex-employees of Rasputin. So basically oh. there's this store called Rasputin owned by undisputed, like a, a crazy person. Um, and so you were, I mean, you were a big deal there. You were like, you were <laughs> oh, yeah. management material. At I was Rasputin. like managing um, like a used product for like multiple of their stores. It, it was a, it was an interesting time. Um, I also took care of all their uh, pornography. That was another job I did for them. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is it's I, I actually I think you've told me this before but I forgot because one of our favorite record stores where our label artist Clay Wilson works other music ah uh, yes was actually opened by disgruntled employees from Kim's oh man I remember when you worked at Kim's I yeah oh my god that was oh wow did you work at Joe's the yes. same time I worked yes. at Kim's right oh wait no 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 I don't think I think you oh. had already quit Kim's yeah because we would have hung out like because it was right across the street Oh yeah, and I had that like twenty minute lunch break. So <laughs> un- unpaid, by the way. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember. It's um, like we can, we cannot pay you eight dollars an hour cash to take a lunch break. <laughs> we'd go out of business. I mean. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. So what else? We did. We went over the recent trip to Japan. I mean, what did you what did you think of the gigs in Japan? How was that experience oh, for you? Oh man. Versus. <sighs> Japan was so great. Can we just go back? Like it was like, I didn't even care about the shows. Like the food was so good. <laughs> like the food was so good. You can actually go back and eat the food at any time. Uh, just gotta get there. Yeah. So <laughs> let's see. A couple more questions. <laughs> Given your ability to play such incredible live sets pretty much off the cuff. Why, hmm. why is it so difficult for you to finish studio work? You know, it's, it's really weird. I, I've never really been able to. Like the one thing that I did for you guys was such a tortured experience. Like I like, oh my god, it was so that's, hard for and me. And that's to what do. we heard the first track of the show, by the way, was from the release. The one release you've finished and got. Yes, out. exactly. In, In twenty, 20 years. years. In twenty look, you've seen me play live sets forever. Um that's just what At I least do. Twenty hours of material live yeah. that I've heard. It's just to me, it's really hard uh, to make decisions outside of the moment. When I'm playing live, it makes sense because um, I'm having like a conversation with the audience. You know what I mean? When I'm sitting at home in my studio and there's like a million different choices to make, it's just, it's this nightmare of endless possibilities. Um, So, and I just don't like it very much. I think that explains why a lot of people, at least from, I'm not a musician myself, but from talking to people, it seems like why a lot of people have actually, there's kind of this movement away from working in the computer, which I know you still Mm. do, is because it's just, there's, people need some kind of limitation, limiting factors to get anything done. Otherwise you're just, you can stare at a computer screen and all the options in Ableton or whatever forever. You know, and I was actually kind of came to doing the computer thing kind of late, honestly. And now I I really only touch it for like, you know, mixing or or some editing. I don't even really I never really compose it with it anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I I wish I had a better explanation for uh, what's what's so hard about uh, studio stuff. But well. Just is. Hopefully you'll get something done in the next <laughs> 20 years. Oh, in another 20 years. Okay. So my next DP is scheduled for 12 years from now. <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping that by the time I'm like, you know, 60, 65, you know, people sort of be like, yeah, that guy's pretty good. Well, that's, I mean, that's what happened to Charles. I know. Basically. Right. Um, he waited his whole life more or less to put out music and then he finally did and he got super famous well the funny thing is like you know he still refused to record those things he put out were like stuff he'd done ages ago 
I think the most recent album he actually went. I well, don't know how... Morphosis. Like basically, he was like, Morphosis "All right, you want to like forced him." Well, no, but he just did what he did, and Morphosis was like, "Okay, I'll just edit this." <laughs> like, so... <laughs> I'll hit record right. and turn it now. Maybe I just need to do that with um, the reams of. Yo, if you can find somebody to do that for me, that's that's like the dream. All right. You guys, you can yeah. email us at info at thebunkerny.com if anybody wants to take 20 years of Leisure Muffin <laughs> Live recordings and turn it into an album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drop us a line. Speaking of which, you can check out all of our activities at thebunkerny.com. You can check out Leisure Muffin on soundcloud facebook and twitter oh yeah i don't really have anything on soundcloud but you can you oh, can yeah. go there you can check out the holes soundcloud as well yo actually very, very googleable holes uh, <laughs> soundcloud holes yeah just search for holes on the internet it's no problem you you got it um, holes do the image search yeah oh the first 10 images are all leisure muffin. yeah that's all me um yeah Actually, I'm really sad that that's that that project is over because that was fun. Oh, like, it's over already. That's it. Uh, yeah. It was one show at the bunker. No, no, no. We did we did several shows. There's a whole. Oh my gosh, the one that we did before, right before we left for Japan. That one's really, really good, and um, still isn't out there. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed having a chance to like um, play my like fake Robert Fripp guitar stuff. You know, that's like. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you are listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Music Academy Radio. We're here every other week on Thursday. Uh, still to be determined if we're going to do a New Year's Eve show or not. I think possibly we will. But as I said, you can keep up with all of our activities, parties. We have a podcast series, a record label. That's all on thebunkerny.com. Uh, looks like we have about 20 minutes left, so I'm going to play a few tracks to end out the show. Uh, thank you, Leisure Muffin, for the live set. Oh, man, thank you. Yeah, and you are listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Coming to a close here, we still have a few minutes left. Right now you're hearing uh, Held Scala from the Leisure Muffin EP on The Bunker New York. For that, Psych with Lowdown, Matt Carmel with Moment, and Gesselt and Circle with Peron. And of course, for that, we were hearing live set from leisure muffin himself we'll be back in a couple weeks we've got parties coming up in new york podcast dropping right and left you can keep track of all of our activities at thebunkerny.com thank you for listening this is brian kasnick on the bunker new york on rbma radio